position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode 138 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you a little later than normal on uh, this Sunday, the 18th of June, 2017. Uh, So for sequel friends, that would be 2017-06-18 at 7.17 a.m. Pacific Coast Time, Left Coast, Left Coast Time. Uh, Happy Father's Day to those of you lucky enough to still have your father's. Um, be nice to them get them a sweater or something send them a card, give them a phone call buy them a beer get them a video game hey Ivor, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth it's not too early for you, is it Ivor? Ah, well, it's never too late to fire you, so you're fired Ivor uh, he's holding up the whiskey sign though so yes, uh, he says hello to you, the audience Ivor, the audience says they love you too But first, let's deal with the whiskey, and we'll get straight to our top stories, because we have actually a lot to talk about this week. Um, But yes, first, what comes first? You see, we can't do this one or two ways. We can't do it the nice way. I like that. Which I think you'll prefer. 
Because the other way is, is that my friend here takes you one by one, puts your head through the fucking window. Mm. say unforeseeable you may have heard them say that but he did not say that and that is a fact i am the eggman all right thank you for vamping me i had a little whiskey accident there ivor in spite of being jobless help cover me okay so let's get straight to our top stories then ivor cue the big board all right oh shit i have the wrong notes <laughs> What a great way to get, get this episode started. Um, okay. So, first of all, in our top stories, uh, the best Linux games, the column, is on hiatus again this week, and in fact, will remain now remain on hiatus until the first week of July, um, due to various time constraints, and uh, actually, uh, health inspector complaints. We have to do some retrofitting on the too, too great a percentage of spider parts were found in the column, uh, but we're we're we are on top of that issue, uh, and it should be uh, all spick and span and up to code by uh, first Friday of July. So, no column this week. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, I've been working, uh, this week was supposed to be, um, our huge Faster Than Light, FTL Faster Than Light, um, feature that I've been working on for months now, uh, but it got bumped for the feature that we're going to have. Our feature this week is Seven Days to Die, uh, released the long-awaited A16 experimental demi-alpha version um, earlier this uh, earlier this week um, and I spent a lot of time playing it on a lot of servers uh, a lot of big questions have been answered but more importantly um, I haven't been playing 7 Days to Die for all 4 years that it has been in alpha so I, I can't tell you if it has been like two years that people have been waiting for A16 to come out uh, but it's been at least a year um, hotly anticipated and I got the lowdown for you this week and it, it, it is humongous it is big 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 news especially considering that if you don't love 7 Days to Die yet then at least via osmosis, this will be like the third show that we've really heavily featured Seven Days to Die. Seven Days to Die is really one of my favorite games that I'm playing right now. In fact, in the last like 10 years, it's like kind of up there with um, Minecraft, uh, Starbound, and a limited other pantheon of uh, really creative, highly addictive, super fun um games. It's 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 getting up there. Uh, Ark Survival Evolved is another game from more recent history that's... Anyway, but before we get to our feature, we have to... Mm, excuse me. <laughs> mm. I was... I'm, 
having some mouth problems, brains. Um, before we get to our feature, let's do our new and noteworthy this week. We do have a little miniature new and noteworthy. I was a North American fall when working my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Thank you, Ivor. Ivor hitting the post with the most. So first off, in our new and noteworthy, now there's a lot of games that I've been saving that are now like not new and noteworthy. But here are two that are actually new and kind of noteworthy. Uh, the first one is called Rise and Shine. R-I-S-E and Shine. And Rise and Shine is an adult swim game that uh, just last month um, due to popular request via its users, Adult Swim released a Linux port of Rise and Shine. So when I saw my friend Captain Ford playing it about three weeks ago, he plays on Windows. Uh, oh, I bet there's no Windows ver- Linux version. Oh no, it, it there's a Linux version. It's just about a month old though. Um, Rise and Shine. Let's see. Can we get some audio from this? Rise and Shine is a two-dimensional uh, side-scrolling platformer featuring... And a gun. Welcome to Gamers Pre-Save. A once tranquil land of master wizards, legendary warriors, and mega badasses. All living in harmony. Until... But the peace was shattered when the powerful forces of next-gen attacked with legions of space marines. Brain... So anyway, yeah, you know, your happy, idyllic, uh, cosmopolitan, uh, classic video game, uh, Metropolis, kind of like Tron in a little bit of a weird way. I haven't played a lot of this game. I've only probably played five minutes of it, but, uh, it, it, you know, just like a lot of Adult Swim games, there's a lot of meta humor, um, in it, in terms of the genre, but what's cool is you take on the role of the last person who can save this planet from the invading uh, gonzo fucking renegade gun thug scumbags from the next gen nebula you know who are there to wipe out your classic gaming you know way of life and good gameplay and stuff like that I guess they're just big fucking meaty dicks the art throughout this game is very impressive it's very hand drawn you play this little kid who in a shopping mall meets the one hero who can redeem us and he gets killed but before he dies, he passes off to you, your name is Rise passes off to you, you little twerp in a hoodie his gun, the benighted gun that if taken to the king can, you know save the world and undo the scourge of uh, the invasion which is just fucking, it's really cool there's a lot of cool stuff um, a lot of attention to detail and a lot of really neat character design and animation in this game. Um, he passes to you the sacred gun, Shine, which is like a gun that actually has a personality and an agenda. And away you guys go on a uh, traditional um, jump and shoot, really difficult kind of like from the first scene you play it just kills you, it's ridiculous um I guess they call them puzzle platformers now, but whatever 
So that's Rise and Shine, which definitely, if you're looking for a uh, side-scrolling platformer with a lot of um, really high, uh, high, uh, what do you call it, um, production values and interesting game design and cool characters, good dialogue, and that Adult Swim patented wacky, 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 meta nuance, wacky, wacky, meta, meta, meta. Um, you can pick up Rise and Shine for $14.99. Um, I've played like seven minutes of this game. Tops. Okay, so our other new and noteworthy just came out like yesterday, I want to say. It is called G-O-I-D. G-E-O-I-D. So like Geoid or G-O-I-D. Let's see. Uh, I think this just came out yesterday. Uh, yeah. Release date June 16th, 2017. Here's what they have to say about GeoID or Geoid. I'm just kidding. I'm just going to keep calling it Geoid for your sake in case you want to go look it up on the Steam Store. Uh, can we get some audio? Geoid is a modern, stylish take on old school 3D platformers. Roll and jump your way through unique hazards and, mecha- and mechanics to collect all the golden triangles and silver hexagons. Now, this looks like uh, you are not a marble. I mean, you are a marble. You're a spheroid, but you're a hexagonal spheroid. So you're like one of those crazy um, Super Dungeons & Dragon, like 16-sided dice type spheroid. Um, and it's not traditional, um, if you want to go back and find out what's wrong with these three ball games, uh, check out our previous, <laughs> that's actually the title of the episode, where we looked at three marble games that really pissed me off in numerous different ways. Geoid looks like they took some of the lessons that to heart, you know, probably not through any any uh, probably through no account of my ranting about them, um, but just through a natural gravitation towards functional aesthetics that are oh my god, they're also fun to play. Um, it looks like they took into account a careful approach. It looks like it. I bought this game yesterday. I've not played it yet. Um, it looks like they have done their best to avoid the major pitfalls, which we will not go through. If you want to hear the major pitfalls of modern marble design in terms of independent games on Steam for Linux from the last 18 months, go back and find out what's wrong with our balls. Um, (laughs) But uh, GeoID has these really vibrant, vivid, demi-platformer, demi-physics-based um, kind of environments with uh, all these colors. It looks almost like you're in a hacking simulation. Um, and all of these weird me- uh, mechanisms. Not so much physical mechanics, but like weird mechanisms like, you know, cannons and teleporters and and weird uh, surfaces to bounce off of and etc, etc, etc. So, if you are looking, if, if it's good and I get a chance to play it, you will hear a review of it. If it's bad, or I don't get a chance to play it, or if it's really bad and makes me furious, then you can rely on hearing, being able to hear a review of it uh, right here in this space in the coming weeks. But uh, GOID is right now through June 23rd for their launch. 
it is 20% off down from $9.99 to $7.99. Yeah. So, it it looks like it's got potential. Um, Especially considering that I've been not just ever since I did the rollerball fucking tutorial like, five, what, two and a half years ago in Unity 3D? Uh, <laughs> maybe three years ago in Unity 3D? Oh my god. Um, I've been working steadily, patiently, slowly on a Marvel game now for about, uh, I'd say 18 months. It's one of those way back burner projects, but every six weeks or so, I pull it out. This month in particular, I spent a hell of a lot of time uh, but anyway, so I'm a little nervous about G G O I D because uh, Marvel games have so many ways to disappoint me and to piss me off from their design alone without having spent so much time in in-depth actual, not just contemplation, but implementation, design, and construction of this type of game. So, there you go. Check out Rise and Shine and GOID. Which brings us... Uh, uh, right? That's nice. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, uh, that brings us, of course, to this week's Cyborg Film. It sounds like... Oh my god! It's the Libyans! The Libyans! That's right, the Libyans. Actually, it is not the Libyans. Uh, even though we did rip them off with that, uh, Box of pinball parts that we told them was a nuclear bomb. Oh, let's just send you back. Back to the future. Um, no, our feature this week, as intimated before. Well, I was going to say, let's let Jonathan Colton bring us in, but fuck it. Our feature this week is Seven Days to Die. The uh, which saw this week the release of A16, which is still in experimental. Um, so that means playable, server-based, alpha, and single-player, but list of known bugs, and then we're going through, you know, that little agile board and whiteboard and uh, the to-do list, the to-do tasking list of known bugs as they are reported uh, through the trillion of hours of playtime that no doubt the interwebs have already put the eagerly anticipated update uh, to 7 Days to Die through um etc 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 now when I say hotly anticipated let's get some facts here okay a good idea Facts are good, um, especially with a game like Seven Days to Die. So let me give you a little bit of basis in the development history of Seven Days to Die. This is in stark contrast to other development processes that independent developers who have failed, uh, I refer interested listeners to uh, try out the uh, our 
uh, previous episode of the show, the Friend Love Beams episode, in which we spent two hours basically yelling at the developers from Mighty Number no. 9 and citing every possible way in which they had failed um, to uh, connect with their users and or to fulfill their basic obligations. Anyway, it's a stark contrast to sloppy independent development that just goes on and on forever or really, 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 really rigid based, you know, like feature based down to individual tasking of granularity plotted and flow charted before even considering uh, being added into a working branch or whatever. Meaning that like let me let me put this into English. There are many different ways that you can design and develop a video game, especially as an independent developer these days. I'm talking about like basic workflow. Small teams, like you know, if you have 10 people or one, two to you know, 15, maybe 20 people working on a you know large ambitious project for an independent, you know, developer you're gonna have some serious planning um, especially to start with in the beginning the thing is once because of Steam's early access release model which has formalized this and really helped to um, enable developers to get the feedback that they need independent developers need basically free playtesters more or less. I mean, they may have a playtester in their credits, but that means it's some guy who's a friend of theirs, and let's say he's a two-man you know, uh, development team. They have a friend who every six weeks would come over and, like, play the game for four hours or whatever, or download whatever, you know, latest stable, and then, like, you know, shoot a text message to to the, you know, to the lead guy and go, yeah, you know, uh, level two, it froze at, like, kind of the beginning. I don't know what I was doing. That's not a playtester. And so, and you really can't expect quality assurance passes um, on par with the, with the huge, huge, huge degrees of complexity that modern games that use Seven Days to Die, which um, Seven Days to Die's development team has taken the really low and I hate the low and slow. Who the fuck? It's Stephen Colbert. I'm parroting Stephen Colbert. Okay. They have taken the low road, meaning they don't aggressively release um, major game breaking humongous catastrophic shit and call it a new release they don't iterate quickly through major um, release numbers and beyond that some people I got this is like I got in a huge argument with this guy on this server last night actually it's like wow yeah you know you're just absolutely not listening to a thing that anyone is telling you because no so here are the facts of 7 Days to Die to the uninitiated, 
or to like you know the neophyte in terms of like understanding really how game development works when it works well from an independent independent perspective with a project like Seven Days to Die. You can't do this with every project. Um, you know my methods vary according to project and resources and time and etc. Um, Seven Days to Die which is a game I only discovered in the last like you know 10 months um, you know by discovered I mean I finally played it because it came to Linux and uh, had some stability issues but then they ironed those out and I gave it a fourth chance like what 8 months ago 6 months ago and I've been fucking gnawing on this motherfucker like a wolf um, ever since here's the funny thing about 7 Days to Die there are titles 7 Days to Die originally was released in alpha form four years ago and I, I don't know if it saw its initial release on Steam I doubt it but anyway the whole development tree like you know they're they're excuse me, I don't know what you know, versioning I don't know if they use GitLab or whatever all behind the scenes or whatever or or GitHub or whatever um but all of that work from those four years eventually got poured over to Steam once they had a presence on Steam and I don't know if they had one to begin with or if that was a byproduct of it but the point is the game has been available in early access on Steam or on the internet, essentially, for four years. And four years ago was actually their first release, but it was not a beta, it was not a test, it was not an early access 1.0. It was an alpha and ever since then they have stayed at alpha for four years so if you look at all the development history of 7 Days to Die if you look at the release notes release to release to release to release to release um because we're up to A16 now with you know lots of incremental releases in between the in between releases are where they've you can't work on a game for four fucking years without making a mistake or several tens of thousands of them the goal is though to keep those mistakes to not break the game for three months with that release as your player base jumps into it or is forced into it you know whatever especially from the server side because those of us who ran Minecraft servers or who played on major Minecraft servers long before Microsoft um, bought it for a billion dollars goodbye notch riding into the sunset with a billion dollars well deserved and tens of millions of tiny young minds and older minds and all minds in between uh, creatively you know blah blah bye notch that was a good deal 1.5 billion dollars or maybe it was 5 billion dollars that notch got paid by Microsoft when he sold it anyway it doesn't matter that's cool. At a certain point, I want the I want the guys who make the things that I love, like Tom Waits or Reverend Horn Heat, to eventually have the opportunity sometime before they fucking die 
um, of privation and despair uh, after suffering the injuries of a career that is hard, artistically, lonely, uh, technically, absolutely Stygian in despair and darkness and hopelessness in terms of the prospects for the future. Eventually, after, you know, you pay your dues to, you know, tune of a couple decades, I want you to be able to sell out. Now, in video games, this is even more true than in pop music. This is just the way I feel. Anyway, but I digress. So, Seven Days to Die technically has been in alpha. It's not just technically. This is the the stable branch that you download as an that you buy from Steam right now that is automatically installed is A15 I think B13 it is the 15th alpha build of 7 days to die now over the 4 years they have taken and nurtured the two things it's so hard to keep these two things in perspective as you grow a, uh, a, uh, an audience that likes your game and is actually willing to pay for it and then play it and then complain about it to you in early access or whatever you know beta model you want to make available to the public and luckily now you don't have to think about how you're going to do it you release it in early access and now everyone knows okay well I pay for the game it might be done you know, but now I get to be in on the development to whatever degree the develop developers are list are you know eager to hear you. Um, and generally, they're pretty fucking eager, especially with a game like Seven Days to Die, which is very similar in its design life cycle so far, development life cycle so far to Ark uh, Survival Evolved. Although Ark hit really hard. The guys behind Seven Days to Die had more of a, you know, a, a, a soft opening of, you know, six six months or whatever. But the game really caught on a following, and those were the earliest days of it. So they have been patient. And I have no idea how many, like, official people are behind the development of Seven Days to Die. But I do know that these guys know exactly and they started with this and this is like the the best way to do this when you're when you're going to make a fucking video game you start with exactly even if you can't whiteboard it into like a series of boxes or a flowchart or an agile feature uh you know work assignment fucking you know whatever or even just a bulleted point list of items on a piece of graph paper someone has to all of those things are necessary to communicate everything to everyone else in the in the team and to you know you can save you can save hours of programming with uh, you can save weeks of programming with hours of planning um I that's backwards because my my sticker is snarky. Oh yeah, weeks of programming can save you hours of planning, especially in game design, any kind of software design. But ultimately, even if from the inception, 
the whole team doesn't really get the full super brunt of the concept at first. Everyone, there has to be at least one guy who is really in charge who has the idea. The challenge over like the next, you know, three weeks as they, you know, work it out, hopefully on pieces of paper or on whiteboards or on legal pads, as I sometimes like to use. Um, by the time you get to like the initial, all right, so here's what we're gonna, here's what needs to be coded. Here are the features. Here's, you know, blah. Here are the things that we don't really know about yet that we're sketchy on, but not from a um, a coding type of perspective, just because we don't really know what we're trying to do there, but we know the concept of the game. And the concept of the game is, is really good. And it's, it's cohesive. When you can do that, and then share that bringing, you know, like two or three other people up to date on the real concept of the game because every game sounds exactly the same at the first pitch like literally, even if you're talking to your friends um, all the games sound the same it's just fundamental It's that's, you know, the, the state of the art of the medium at this point uh, okay, it's a first person shooter with um, crafting elements uh, demi-voxel but uh, with a realistic uh, survival kind of thing. All of this stuff has to be in the guy's head who has the big idea. All of this stuff doesn't have to come out of his head immediately and translate into the glowing vision that everyone else can see and all of a sudden they're like, oh wow I really want to play this and that's the moment when you know that you have established through communication the effective in uh, infection of the oh this is a good idea enthusiasm that you know is a little kernel of madness that uh, is like a beacon of light in the background of everyone's imagination because everyone wants to make a game that they want to play to see the features that they are going to implement that create an experience that they not only have they themselves may, have probably never had, but have always wanted to have and the rest of the world was have because everyone loves a good game. It was a good game. And so now the challenge is to balance out um, you know, when do you think you wanna, you know, put a bow bow around this and send it out, you know, for release. And four years ago, that was still the model. But they're like, no, 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 release date. We got the concept. We got the concept dialed in. It's just a matter of starting with the simplest aspects of the concept and then building them out. And we'll build them out slowly and we will take our time um, either for reasons that, you know, like we are not masterful developers yet or whatever or just lack of resources or lack of manpower or maybe they're not sure which way is better because you have to actually play the game that you're making quite a bit especially with games that are this complicated and after a year and a half of development 
your game is fairly complicated. I don't care what fucking game you're you're making. After a year and a half of development, you got a lot of shit going on generally. Especially a game that involves crafting, first person, procedurally generated, humongous open terrains uh with uh, you know, every type of dynamic back then fairly difficult to manage and not really quite formalized into the you know, nice, tidy series of best practices that you can now just like fucking type into Google in three words and see five different awesome YouTube videos that not just explain like how to do it exactly with the syntax in five different languages for four different, you know, blah, but like, oh, okay, here's the overarching theory. And then here are four videos that explain this from a mathematical perspective from an actual, you know, physics rendering like oh this is like Stanford uses this to help model the fight you know blah 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 okay yeah no none of that was really out there quite as much well at all to the extent that it is now in terms of procedural generation and uh ways to create the sense of well it's not just the sense but like that's all it is because it's just the sense of randomness or of chaos within a system that ultimately, through the randomness and chaos, sings an experience that is unique to the user and offers endless, endless, endless amounts of replayability and adventure and hijinks and action, adventure, survival, etc. So the argument I got into with this guy last night on on the server that I've been playing on uh, for the last three weeks, which is called Deadlights, D-E-A-D-L-I-G-H-T-S. This guy was like, oh yeah, no, they're never ever gonna leave Alpha. This game is never gonna be finished. Etc, etc, etc. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, you know, like, I don't do this. Especially not in-game. Especially not without a microphone. And that's why I don't have a microphone in front of me anymore because I'm not allowed to talk to people. I'm really drunk and they're assholistic enough and I really like the server and I really care about the game. It's difficult for me to suppress my... uh, the, the, the evil, sadistic, fascist maniac... Uh, that lives within me and actually designs and controls, monitors, manages, uh, <laughs> and corrals my cats of users. Um, my my split personality, where end users are not just a oh, lower life form; they are a cancerous plague of. They're a scourge. <laughs> and you think I'm kidding, but you 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 deal with fuck twenty-five thousand, twenty-eight thousand after three and a half years, you deal with twenty-eight thousand end users. <laughs> Expecting constant uptime. You see how grateful they are. You see how inspired Herculean patience or whatever. Oh no. Oh no, you will see. You will see the cruel logic of I have to destroy all these people. But anyway, in my in my when I when you know, during the years where I ran IHC and designed IHC and, and 
you know, Blob was in charge of and created IHC. It was these it were these tendencies initially which led me to create very strict rules, more so to protect myself from having to think about how much I dislike this whiny eight-year-old versus that whiny eight-year-old. Um blah 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 blah. This guy last night, he triggered a full, and it's been a while. He went on for hours and hours and hours in in-game chat, and I just, you know, I talked around him, because, anyway. And finally, I just, I snapped. I'm like, man, because I, I had jumped in, you know, once or twice, saying, no, buddy, like, this game, yeah, it has only been an alpha for four years, but you know, two months by two months, maybe month by one month, the developers behind it have steadily, not just steadily supported it, but have pushed it and pushed it and sharpened it and refined it and honed it and then uh, load balanced it for actual servers so you can have mini bikes with, you know, 50 kilometer, well, that doesn't actually really work that well, but, you know, 30, 20 square kilometers, which is huge. Um, so like, what, that's like 100, 150, 250 thousand square kilometers of, uh, terrain with, you know, one or two people tooling around on mini bikes in a game whose engine was designed four years ago, and they don't keep adding these improvements as um, piecemeal things. They have their eyes on the fucking prize. Now, there are other games that I've seen. I can't think of anything right off the top of my head just because uh, I've been so focused on Seven Days to Die, who have and always will be forever in early access. In fact, Minecraft essentially was like that, and that's not a bad thing. But the thing about Seven Days to Die was this guy third hour was like, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, you because uh, like there were other like veteran systems, you know, I got the sense they were system at least they, they knew how to speak correctly about not just from like a semantic standpoint, but from like a philosophical and, you know, you could see right through oh yeah, this guy totally knows you know, blah 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 not just, you know, spooky music, but he's been there where I've been and, you know, he was trying to explain to this dude, whose name I will not tell you that there's a reason why everyone has waited for this A16 so eagerly for so long because it was last year actually around April 8th that the early experimental version of A15 came out so we've been waiting a year and A15 followed on a short release that was not very good that you know introduced physics stability problems and some game-breaking horror and they tried to patch that for a couple of months but a new major release was then forced and you know 
you develop a game for four years, this is what's gonna eventually happen, you know, you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches, um, it's true, I mean, if you're making a huge open universe voxel craft building zombie survival, really hardcore, fine-grained survival multiplayer first-person game and you're willing to spend forever on it but they're not willing to spend forever on it and this was the, this was the thing that we were that we were trying that eventually I jumped in and I'm like no dude you don't understand the the designation of A16 being an experimental release which is what which is what you can opt into by clicking on 7 days to die and then in your in your Steam client after you download it and going to betas and then scrolling all the way down in the beta thing to latest release blah and then go read the release notes um they're great the release notes for A16 are particularly good A16 is experimental because one there are really known bugs there are known issues with A16 um, but they're not game-breaking bugs. They don't... Eh, we, You know... Uh, there's some problems that are known, but they aren't horrendous problems. It's playable. It's experimental. Meaning that the fun pimps, the guys who design, who, who develop Seven Days to Die, have not even given this A16 release... They've not even promoted it to the highest um, level of, you know, ah, released, complete, packaged, in production, and shrink-wrapped and shipping for four quarters, you know, already, and rock-solid stable. Instead of that, they, as far as they've allowed themselves to get, not not beta, not release, not 1.0, four years of alpha and that designation to them other developers I've seen just wallow in that like you know you can tell six months go by and maybe there's a little bump of an update but the improvements that need to be made to actual real hardcore weaknesses that have been that have been uh, noticed by players and by you know the community or by just players who really like the game six months you start to notice the big problems in anything um, and those don't get addressed you know and then you see the release cycle just kind of spiral out into you know and 18 months later you know that's cool like you know uh, not all games are actually meant to be I mean every it's it's very difficult to make a really awesome game it's especially difficult to um, keep everyone happy. It's impossible to keep everyone happy when you have a huge player base like Seven Days to Die. These guys, the fun pimps, have made their money off of this game, which is one of the coolest things. Just like the guys from Ark, um, they have made their money off of Seven Days to Die. They are nowhere near done with it. And not just in like a, oh, we're adding DLCs or just, you know, goofy new weapons or this you know, token content thing, or this, you know, no, we are, and you can see this almost in the releases and in the notes for the releases that have come before and 
looking at videos of where they started four years ago and where they've arrived in the present day with A16 Experimental. And this guy would not accept that Experimental, just like Alpha to the fun pimps, means this is not the finished game. We are still finishing the game. The game is in early access and we have made it as stable as possible to encourage as many people to set up servers, play the game, tell their friends, you know, blah, 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 while we work on the game. Finishing the game. So when they say A16 is an experimental release, that means... We're releasing this exclusively to get like a month of complaints. Really from, you know, you can't you can't get playtesting like this without doing a release to a community that's as large as 7 Days to Die. I mean, if you don't have 30 different system administrators running 30 different types of your game, you're not going to see all the 30 different ways that they can, that, that, you know, your new update, even if it's, you know, pedestrian as possible and includes only, you know, only stuff that no one's ever going to notice, but, you know, tweaks performance a little bit, nails down, you know, this aspect of that, blah, 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 unblocks some network traffic, unloads some repeating tick cycles that, you know, drain on physics. Whatever. No one's gonna know. Even in that, even in that case, you're not gonna get what? 60,000 people playing your game? In like a month? You're gonna, and these guys are fucking rabid. They're like me. And they have forms on Steam. This is, you know, it's so cool. So anyway, this guy would not accept that the experimental thing meant and I tried to, this is when I jumped in, I'm like, look buddy first of all this game there's every indication that this game eventually will reach a release not just a beta but a release Um, there is every indication of it, especially after what I've seen from A16 uh because the refinements that they've made aren't just refinements. They are bringing about a greater, maybe iteratively arrived at over the months and years, but really core to the overall concept. They are developing this game very actively, very well, very patiently. And the reason they're doing it so patiently is because they can. Because over the first nine months, they made like a million dollars. I think it was more than that, and I'm sure that over the intervening four years, they, they're they one of the most successful um, early access uh, games, you know, blah, 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 in recent, in, 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 you know, recent, which is like the only non-shareware disc era of uh, this type of distribution method, Um, because it required the internet, and now that they have Steam over the last couple years, ah, many, 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 many people 
many, many good. Let's see. Let's go. I used to know how to do this. Um, let's go to view. I'm looking at my Steam client. Where is... I want to look at... It's not system information. It's... I want to see... The sales records. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but the bottom line was I was trying to explain to this guy. No, dude, you don't. And beyond, like everything, you know, you're you're not listening to anyone who's been trying to explain this to you for the last three hours. The same way six hours ago, I told you, no, there are zombies, and no, you are not safe. And just because you you know, I didn't say this, I didn't spell it out quite this nicely for him, but just because you haven't seen a zombie in the two hours since you've been on this server does not mean that you are safe. I have not died nine times in the last 96 hours because I don't know how to fucking scrounge for food or I have really bad vertigo and problems maintaining equilibrium and I'm kind of suicidally drawn to you know, throwing myself off of great vertical heights in, uh, you know, uh, involuntary psychosis-induced cliff diving um, into the despair of the apocalypse. I just can't take it anymore! Yeah, that's not how I got killed those nine times. But anyway, I did tell him that, and then an hour and a half after that, he started, same thing, and there are no zombies here. I'm like, are you in the city? It's like, I was just there, there were no zombies you know, there's no zombies blah blah, and this is a server issue thing with A16 but that's okay um, and it's not an A16 problem it's actually the admins but the admins at Deadlight do a good job, they try hard um, and they are very devoted and they are very um, they're very good admins for not being professional admins um, it's a player owned and run um, server. Uh, and there are only like two people who know anything about how to run a server. And I'm one of them, and I don't tell anybody that I know how to do it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah. Uh, ultimately, I'm a, it, it's definitely, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, you know what, ma'am? You know what? You're absolutely right. There are no zombies. Especially, you know, if you're in the city and you feel safe, you know, like you said, you haven't seen one, you are completely safe. You are as secure as Brinks in a vault at the bottom of a volcano, buddy, with, you know, elite black water shock troop guards and, you know, laser turrets and, you know, everything. You got a whole, you are safe, buddy. Pay no attention to anything I said. And then I just stopped replying to him. Yeah, and the city's in A16. If you don't have like a really dense uh, server, uh, uh, server with a really high per person per uh, new grid-based hypothetical spawning node-based system, um, if you don't have a high density and a high number per player for that, 
uh, and depending on the size of the, of the actual map that you're playing on, uh, you know, while you load balance it out, you know, because it's A16 and you're trying to figure it out, and we got 50 slots, week, two weeks, three weeks, a month goes by, and now you kind of know server owners and, you know, players like me, yeah, I, I have I, I have a seven-day to die dedicated server actually too, but, um, the experimental means, and this is something I, at nine o'clock that night, this guy started just, you know, talking shit, but not about, like, the zombies now. I watched him die several times, by the way. It was funny. It was funny. It was funny. Um, anyway. And then, like, at seven o'clock, he said something about, you know, how he hadn't killed any zombies in at least 20 minutes. <laughs> Which is like, you know, the direct refutation of everything I, I've been trying to explain to him at 3 o'clock. I'm like, man, just because you haven't seen one. They're sneaky, especially in the cities. They're sneaky. Um, and in A16, they have behavioral um, traits that are very simple, but make them a good deal more realistic and very different from like the behavior of A15 that we're all so used to. Anyway, so like 9.30, I'm really drunk and I'm really angry at this guy because now he's been going on for an hour and 20 minutes about how this game's never going to be finished. You guys are like a bunch of fucking faggot. He didn't say this, but he's like, you know, you guys... You know, I don't understand why you make such a big distinction about. And he wasn't talking to me. I was. I'm. I'm, I'm just watching this, just getting angry and angrier and angry because you can't mute anyone in in game chat, which is something I should write. But um, and there were a couple of people, very knowledgeable players, uh, you know, who are trying to explain this to him. And every thirty five minutes. I would jump in gently and distill everything that he was failing to incorporate into his, not just his premise or his perspective, but, uh, you know, his concept of the game and its history and the technical, you know, (laughs) vicissitudes of actually developing a game. Um, And also the size of the community and a little bit of historical perspective. You know, this is like 30 words. <laughs> Every thought. And then 9.20, I snapped. I was like, nobody, you don't understand at all what you're talking about, and you failed to listen to anything that anyone has just explained to you. You failed to listen to it and failed to incorporate it into what you are still talking about as if no one has been talking to you at all so here is exactly why you are wrong first things first A16 experimental means this release if you install it will on a server it will require a complete and total wipe of your server to start with. Also, to get from A16 Experimental to whatever comes next after A16 Experimental, which I imagine would be A6- A16 Alpha, who knows when that will be, hopefully in maybe a month and a half, maybe five months, probably not that long, you know, 
experimental releases are not meant to last forever. They're meant to, you know, blah, get a handle on the major major things and see how what we've developed actually plays at scale. So, that means that to get out of A16, and you know, you don't have to be running a server, you can just start a game on your computer in A16. Everything you do, like, you know, the 80 hours that you play in A16 over the next, you know, 10 days in that single-player game, well, A16 Experimental goes away in, let's say, three and a half weeks, and is replaced by A16 Alpha. Done. A16 Experimental and A16 Alpha are not likely to be compatible. You're going to lose everything you've done. You're never going to be able to play using the fixed features, functionality, improvements, stability, graphics, gameplay, or, um, you know, uh, game logic, game management logic, like, you know, the, the, the totally redesigned spawning system for the zombies. You're not going to be able to ever use any of that in a way that is better than A16 Experimental on that map, because every map, every game in single player and just like, you know, on a server, is procedurally generated. It is unique to that game. Generally, you know, through minor releases, sometimes, you know, like A, like uh, right now we're up to, I think, A1613B. Three of those minor releases came out while I've been playing A16 Experimental uh, 11, 12, and 13. None of us are ever going to get to keep anything that we've done in on the server that we all play on. 50 slots. It's a good server, too. Um, once the game comes out as Alpha, A16 Alpha. But that Alpha designation means that all of the intermediary things that the developers want to check out and or see how the, the um, community reacted to, because they're humongous changes in A16. If you have not played Seven Days to Die, I'm not going to torture you with them. I'll just say that they have completely redesigned the um, structural distance, uh, long long to medium range rendering system such that uh, cabins can now be seen at like two kilometers away if you have like a vantage point looking down into like a valley. Cities now render with full skylines and silhouettes and everything before the actual geography underneath them renders, which is backwards from before. The draw distance of, for that matter, of all actual um, geography from small features to large features to player-built structures to um, subtle nuances once you, you know, really have spent a lot of time and, you know, 10 square kilometers of, you know, blah, you know the lay of the land now. This can be used to your advantage, especially in on, pl- on player versus player servers. But the fact that you can now see buildings, including, you know, from the smallest cabin even down to the tiniest, uh, most intentionally unobtrusive, hopefully camouflaged well enough, um, tiny little hut on a play, player versus player server, you can see that now from two kilometers if you know what you're looking for. This totally changes the game 
um, and player versus player. There is no game like player versus player servers, seven days to die. It is paranoia. The zombies are the least of your problems. It's awesome. Requires <laughs> anyway. Deadlights is player versus everything. You're not even allowed to hurt other players. But um So other improvements for A16 include literally I thought that there are maybe 30 different types of new structures. They have completely revamped the algorithm that actually generates cities, towns, small roadside towns, major cities, etc. They are absolutely... A16, to compare A16 to A15 is like to compare um... I don't know, like to compare a line drawing, like a charcoal sketch of, you know, a subject versus the complete finished Caravaggio oil of, uh of that same subject based off of that sketch the interiors of the buildings now are fantastic there are areas of cities now Um, but the coolest thing though and it doesn't really hit you super hard until like maybe your 7th hour of gameplay because all of a sudden you realize that you are now playing the game in an entirely different way even in the near um, draw distance like you know within 500 to 800 meters that is now no longer like a invisible fog that you're reaching through that updates the actual, like, I mean, we're talking about geography, like, hills, ah, there's this hill, it's, you know, 400 <laughs> meters away from me, now I can see it, um, everything is now fixed, like, uh, the stars in the sky, so the way you even navigate is no longer just like a compass heading tracking thing, you have a real strong visual concept of everything in your area. Um, and it looks entirely different by night because structures are illuminated. Uh, some of them, or maybe they're not illuminated, etc. Fantastic. New enemies, new weapons, and an entirely new, unbelievable system that literally four months ago I was thinking there's one thing that I would really, really, really love to have in this game, and it was actually that thought that you know, a month and a half ago, two months ago, led me to get starting up, spinning up my own Seven Days of Die server and fucking editing my XMLs and blah, 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 making some of my own little classes, my own little my own little uh, custom weapons and stuff like that. Um, but the one thing I, I really... I didn't tell anyone this except for my friend Jeff, Jeffy Wise. I was like, you know what this game would be really awesome in this game is to have turrets would be great, but what would be even better would be a simple directional circular patrolling robot. But if I could have turrets, that would be fantastic. And just blind fire turrets. You know, like with tripwires. This and so much more is now in A16. There's an entire wiring, power generating, motion detecting, load balancing requirement, um, system functionality, design, administration, in short, 
It brings electricity and wiring full-scale, hardcore, directly into your into your um, zombie zombie fortress and sub-fortress and uh, seven days to die forward forward horde fortresses and your secret you know, negative 57 down to bedrock through one tunnel with seven different secret exits that all come out literally five kilometers away from anything resembling anywhere that anyone has ever followed me to that's what we have to do in, in PvP um now I can set up turrets, different types of turrets, not only does it give you um, the electricity and the wiring which means running actual power lines from generators, various different types of power generation, including battery-backed, like big, big, big industrial batteries, um, solar arrays, solar ba- uh, solar-backed battery combos, good old-fashioned generators, etc., with high-voltage fucking wire to circuit-based systems, which are simple enough that almost anyone can really learn to understand but provide you with every fucking nuance that you never ever dreamed would ever come to 7 Days to Die okay so I want to save the power drain on my generator um, you know just at night so I'm not going to have all my turrets just constantly ready to fire and auto tracking using their uh, conical actual visual detection friend or foe video cameras instead we're going to save all that energy of turning the turrets left and right and the constant video camera and constantly being ready to fire which requires constant tracking and stabilization of the you know blah 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 all of that is more power instead of that oh yeah and by the way it's going to fire um in fire on foes within an area that you specify as a conical field of fire, that's a kill field, at a range, blah, 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 you can do all of this, it is fantastic. We're not going to do it that way. What we're going to do is we're going to put up, because we have five turrets, which is ridiculous, Um, I don't have any turrets, but I've been at bases that have had five turrets on one wall, which is insane! You got five turrets, well, instead of all that power, it's a huge load, and then you also have to power the base's lights, you also have to power other systems, because it's not just you know, uh, it's not just, you know, turrets and stuff, it's like actual, like, switchable, manual, automatable, um, floodlights, actual base illumination, and then also tactical structural illumination, and also you want a no-man's land, uh, we used to call it on another server, uh, the, uh, parking lot, the magical, uh, what is it, is it, is it, the parking lot forest, where it's just dozens of those big street lamps, you know, that curve out, just dozens of them for, like, 800 meters in every direction around your base makes it impossible for anyone who's trying to come to raid you to show up stealthily and beyond that they are always illuminated they can't see you you can see them there is no place to hide those are the stupid tricks that we had to do back in the day as resource intensive and but really cool I've seen that done in 
in game. It's fucking amazing. In A16, it's beyond amazing. But okay, so instead of having this like, you know, actual video camera style, which big, 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 big. Alright, no, we're gonna have wake, we're gonna just throw in an infrared uh, you know, IR, uh, infrared um, motion detector that's gonna stay like, you know, bam, it's this giant square in front of the turret. Okay. It is wake on active with friend or foe. So, it detects motion, its camera goes on for a second, it sees if it's a friend or a foe, might have to actually scroll to identify, um, and then it opens up. And then instantly shuts down as soon as it's determined that that foe is no longer um, in an integrated organic format. Meaning it has been disassembled into its component parts, limbs, gibbage, brains, and then it shuts down. Beyond that, traps and explosives. There are now pressure plates that carry circuits. There are tripwires, straight up primitive tripwires that can now trigger deadly traps. There are also now finally false floors. Instead of having to be a hack that you modded yourself into A15, which what I did, they've integrated it completely. All of this stuff is fan-fucking-tastic. And it's rock-solid. Beyond that, the visual improvements that they have done in terms of the prefabs, meaning the <coughs> meaning the um, buildings, constructions, and uh, municipal or um, municipal or, you know, county-style infrastructure, like docks, um, parks, highways, trails, isolated cabins, visitor centers, also isolated, um, jetties, and then cities, it is a world apart from the cookie cutter, obviously procedurally generated, ah, every city is a big rectangle, which is divided into other rectangles, and everything is just as dull and forgettable, more or less, apart from the zombie hordes, uh, depending on where they are, all you need to know about this huge city that takes, you know, maybe 15 minutes to run across. It's like, you know, four kilometers or whatever. Um, is that, yeah, the hospital in this city is in the middle third to the left half of the city. That's it. Everything else you don't really care about. Every other building that you loot and destroy and blow up or fight in or whatever is equally unremarkable. A16, it is the exact opposite. Not only are you no, in terms of the cities, not only are they not just great, you know, ah, throw down the city here, blah, 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 procedurally generate that and fill it with random buildings. No, they have skylines. They have um, streets that lead to areas that are procedurally generated, transition completely smoothly from one to another. So, on uh, Deadlight's current server, on the map that we've been playing, I guess now for the last four days, um, there's a small city right by where we uh, had a spawn, but we had a 
data corruption incident two nights ago that um, anyway, we have a small city right there. This is generally the hub city that's at zero zero unless you know tweaked um, at map creation at, at map generation before adding it to the server before starting a new server. It's an involved process. Um, there's a big city at zero zero, and it scales generally to the size of the map, more or less. We have a mid-sized city at our at where the center of our map technically is. It might be off-center though, because uh, I've been everywhere and I. It's, anyway, it's a medium-sized city. It blows away all of the other small towns and big general-sized cities that I've seen in 500 hours of playing 7 Days to Die, all of them combined, along with them on their best moments and greatest you know, uh, achievements of procedurally generated glorious excitement, adventure chaos, triumph, defeat bliss, gameplay brains best moments ever, all of them combined, 500 hours our little city totally destroys that pile of awesomeness that has kept me playing for 500 hours. It is a different game. They have um, not only is it like oh well now it's the same shitty houses you know that are facing different ways whatever they are all the same. No there are three different types of shitty interior residential uh, shitty um suburban city residential houses now and yes they do all face different ways every one of them has different floor plans um the exteriors though are wow there is now so much variation that the landmarks of the actual buildings become really important and you know learning their secrets as you discern the patterns of the prefabs um, through repetition and exposure, uh, you learn where the, the the good stuff might be, where the safe might be, or where the seriously where the wall safe might be, or whatever. Um, but that's not all. No, there are. It's not just a fucking twelve story municipal flat block that is like a giant Lego of death that you never go into because there's nothing in there but rooms and hallways and stairways filled with zombies which lead you up to the top roof so you can jump to your death as the horde choose its way out from underneath you. You don't, you don't go in them. In, in A15. A16? Oh, fuck no. Not only are there like the normal, uh, you know, normal suburban residential houses I just described, which are little clapboard houses. Um, some of them on, some of them nicer, some of them nicer than others. There is an entirely different class of small to medium size uh, residential clapboard house almost like a gated community style um, like kind of like my, the house I live in right now um, there are three of those beyond that there are brownstones so it's like two story split level um, and these guys stick together like oh there'll be a little like you know oh on this one street the you know, blah there are new fucking types of stores 
and the points of interest that are incorporated into a city now actually make it look and feel like a city which totally changes the game and the actual structures themselves visually the update in in the actual um they, they tweaked the fuck out of the textures and they added some new ones um, nothing too, you know, block because they don't want to break the um, prefab custom packs that have been accruing over the last four years, but they have. They'll come back eventually. Those are all community-driven. Um, and now you don't really need them because A16 literally introduces so much new shit just in terms of like, ah, well, we changed the way everything generates and we added uh, several types of new enemies completely revamped incorporating um, exactly the type of spawn um, exactly the type of uh, zombie spawning algorithm but a little bit better than the one that I was implementing which is a grid based feature based like you know like land feature based blah with um server-side configurable in the XML you know, just two little variables that you know, really determine the amount of ah, but balanced across per player oh so great Deadlights is having some problems with that, anyway A16 was absolutely beyond my wildest expectations for 7 Days to Die it is a blast to play it 7 Days to Die has never been the most beautiful game uh, in the world but it is absolutely one of the most challenging rewarding and exciting hardcore survival um, with fantastic multiplayer support procedurally generated everything zombie hordes 7 Days to Die fantastic and uh, now with these advancements that A16 even in its experimental form they're not going to roll back on any of this shit like you know it's not like A16 Alpha is going to come out and oh yeah you know we decided to take out that whole awesome fucking ability to see farther <laughs> than fucking 800 meters in front of you, especially if you're looking into a valve. Yeah, we, we, we thought that that was a little, you know, they did some major, major redesign in terms of the, a lot of the stuff that they incorporate, if you go and look at the, at the release notes for A16 Experimental, they're great. And they'll break it down for you, feature by feature. Um, it's really cool. And they, they talk about all the new um, zombies and the new behaviors of some of the zombies. Fucking like a brand new game, man. Um, so yeah, hardly recommend just as I always do and over the last, you know, three months I found myself constantly talking to friends and going, you know I just wanted to ask you, is there a reason why you haven't really started playing Seven Days to Die at all yet? Like almost like a come to Jesus moment because that's how good this game is I'm starting to really, 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 really really, really really enjoy it, and A16 is like the fulfillment of humongous goals that weren't, you know, overtly stated 
you know, uh, by the by the development team, you know, two years ago or whatever. They were like maybe aspirational little little pencil ticks, you know, in the margins of some bigger, more implementable, incremental, more important, like, oh, we have to nail down the stability, because fucking uh, A14 is a crashy fucking horror fest. Um, or whatever. A16, even in the experimental state, which hopefully won't be for very much longer before, it's uh, A16 Alpha, which is their equivalent of stable but it is not their equivalent of release. Um, and the distinctions are important, especially after four years, especially when you have acquired over four years and continue to acquire at a rate that attracted me, you know, nine months ago when the game was three and a half years old. Um, new game, new gamers who are not at all displeased by the by the graphics and they're great they're good graphics they're perfectly functional and they have moments of absolute absolute beauty and total horror um but yeah A16 is really like if you look at where they've been over the last 2 years A16 is really like okay we are now getting very close to uh, the outlines of our finished product. We have like the silhouettes and artifice in the right places. You know, who knows how much longer, maybe a year, two years, or whatever it'll take before we can perfectly fill in every one of those silhouettes with all the features and the the flowing glow. I'm talking about like, you know, uh, game design is analogous to actually doing a fucking pen and ink drawing. If you want to see my art, uh, just ask at Vegas Writer. I'll show you some of my pen and ink stuff. But anyway, they, they're getting very close to having having the features of what they need to finish before release with A16. It is a Evolu- it's not just the evolution. It's 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 an entirely different game almost from A15. A16 Experimental could easily be an entirely separate sequel minus the retention of some of the uh, um, meshes uh, animations and uh materials and shaders for the zombies along with um, their uh, their rigging and, and basic animation it is that good and 7 Days to Die is that good to begin with it just got a lot better so that, that that's 7 Days to Die A16 uh, I could talk more and more about it but we're out of time. So I'll leave you with three deals. Uh, these deals are good until tomorrow, uh, Sunday, the 19th of June. I mean, uh, Monday, the 19th of June. Uh, all three of them expire tomorrow. Uh, Ivor, we'll do it without music. Yeah. Just a real quick here. Uh, first, deals Valley, V A L L E Y, 60% off. 
$7.99. Valley is a first-person shooter where you discover... It's not a shooter. It's um, an exploration game where you get this really cool 1940s-era exoskeleton leg pneumatic um, (laughs) jumping thing. And it's like this running physics Prince of Persia adventure game. It's really, really cool. Um, Valley is totally worth $7.99. Speaking of which, Reeve or Rive. Go back and listen to our review of Reeve. Reeve or Rive is a side-scrolling shoot-em-up in a vehicle. Fantastic fucking game. Very difficult, very challenging, perfectly tuned, fantastic graphics, hilarious premise, um, and unbelievable fucking action. Rive is eminently worth the 50% off price of $7.49. And then finally, a game that I haven't gotten enough time to play, probably only spent like five hours playing it, but it's from like the origins of this show. Does In no way does it diminish how great a game this is, and it's actually a fairly obscure title from about, eh, two years ago and change, maybe right around there. Dex, D-E-X, which is a combination of the uh, point-and-clicker King's Quest-style type of adventure games with, like, Gemini Rue, so it's now flattened into a 2D um, 2D environment, so you have a two-dimensional sprite and a two-dimensional background with hardcore Blade Runner role-playing game hacking and character upgrades and best of all, combine all of that literally with a traditional platformer slash adventure game almost like Prince of Persia with a fantastic story that is Dex one of the best games I bet you've never heard of go check it out just two seconds looking at like a screenshot of Dex will really give you a should whet your appetite like you can upgrade everything and like you have all these, you know neural systems like I want to be able to run damn it I want to be able to shoot a guy. I want to. I want to be. I want to be able to hack better. I want to be able. You know. Blah, 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 blah. So that's Dex, which is very rarely goes on sale. Right now, through tomorrow, fifty percent off, nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And finally, what kind of a uh, feature would uh, would uh, our uh, seven days to die A sixteen extravaganza? I mean, honestly, I'll look for any reason to just spend more time talking about seven days to die. But A sixteen is humongous even outside of Seven Days to Die. If you've given Seven Days to Die a chance in the past, but the graphics were not good enough for you, or you just had a bad experience, it's, you know, you still have a license. A16 Experimental is free. And also, I recommend finding a good server. Um, I spent 58 hours in the last two weeks playing Seven Days to Die A16. Uh, Seven Days to Die, you can get a two-pack license for you and a license for your friend at $39.99 but even better you can get a single license for $24.99 that's the full price of admission not on sale 
it's worth it. Check it out, and it's a fun game to mod too, because it's it's all pretty much XML. Like if you want to add like real hardcore logic to it, um, that's difficult. But there are ways. Uh, Botmon is is pretty good. It's like an IRC um, Telnet to IRC parsing that into commands into SQL off the server then sending them back to the server via Telnet after calculating whatever the data result of that. So like, you know, it, it makes a lot of um, it's, it's, it's a way too complicated uh, and really what I would like to see is an, just some sort of fucking plugin that actually gives me an API so that I can manipulate ah, yes, alright, so when you break a block you know, blah, I get a control message, okay, cool, you know, whatever other things like that like, in fact, my, my biggest thing was I want to write a Zomagotchi but that's a different story, and you don't need to know about that, go check out 7 Days to Die, especially if you've looked at it before but, yeah, it didn't light a fire in your ass and also, give it a try online. You might want to stop by Deadlights, D A D L I G H T S. Very friendly, very active. Uh, player versus player server. Check it out. Say hi to Scooky Sprite. That's me. All right. I will see you next week. Chaz. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to see. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada e. Four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. 
For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.